You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis to talk about some Auburn football updates, along with you know all the other craziness that's been going on with the coronavirus. Jared, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, AJ. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. Hanging in there. Uh, work from home, as I know a lot of other people are. Um, and uh, the only weird part to me is, like, I, I was fully anticipating us to be talking about right now, because we're leading into A-Day, and the team would would be going through their regular spring practice uh, stuff. So we'd be hearing, you know, who's, who's the new name that's, you know, coming to the top and making their name known and we don't hear anything like that obviously because they're not having it anymore um what do you think them not having a spring practice and and it's honestly looking like we're not even going to get any kind of spring practice because uh auburn university had actually released that the all classes all campus instruction um will be uh completely suspended until june 23rd so it's got to be virtual kind of training um classes going on and uh so that's that pretty much says to me you know no no practices at all because they don't want any student athletes on the field so so what do you think you make of all that now that we probably won't even get spring practice yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, this is all fluid, and and right now it doesn't look good. I don't, I don't see them as of right now having any type of practice like that. However, I will say, um, I would not surprise me if they made exceptions for athletes. Yeah, now, that would be assuming that they could do that, you know, and everything be okay from a health standpoint. Absolutely. Um, but if they're able to say, hey, we're probably at a point now where we're okay to do this. No other student activities will go on. However, athletes are allowed back on to start working with coaches. Um, but if you had to ask me right now, I don't. I don't think we're going to have a spring practice. Yeah, and and I mean for sure, no a day games or anything like that. No, yeah, none none of that. I mean, you know, I know we're going to get into it later, but I mean, you know, the question's still out there about even having the season. So I know, um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, I, I just at this moment, I would say no. They're they're not going to have any spring practices. Yeah, and that's. That's unfortunate for the players because spring practice is the time a lot of times where you you just get the basics in. You get the basics of the playbook and you teach the new guys. You kind of refresh the the guys that have been there before. All right, this is how it's done. Um, and that can't happen anymore. Um, the, the only thing that has changed um, is that the SEC previously did not allow any kind of virtual um, kind of instruction from the, the coaching staff, 
but that's apparently changed. Um, and as of Monday, that will be something that they can have virtual team meetings. So what that means is, you know, you get on FaceTime, you get on zoom or whatever, and, uh, you can get on there and the coaches can, you know, walk you through the playbook. Um, now is that obviously as effective as in-person walking through something physically? No, but you know, it's something, um, what do you think the team's going to be able to do uh, with this virtual team meetings? And how do you think that's going to um, help them out uh, now that they're able to do, have this? Yeah, two things. Number one, I had never even heard of Zoom until a week ago. And now <laughs> it gets brought up about 20 times a day. So, Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I'm, I'm 37 for the record and, and just has not come up in my daily you know lingo until recently. Secondly, about your question it's going to be interesting. I mean, I you know, here's the weird thing. You know, these coaches know football, and they're now having to learn this Zoom and other technology. Yeah. And how do they adapt to that? The players are not going to have a problem with that. They, I mean, this is this Very is. Sure. In their, I mean, you know, TikTok. All this is in their avenue. But how can the coaches adapt to that? How can they best utilize it? And you know, we're buying. You know, we're spending money on all these analysts. Mm-hmm. And I bet you there's going to be conversations in the future of like, hey, we need some technology analysts yeah. to where if this happens again, we need to be ready to roll it out and have zero hiccups. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it, it's going to be different. There's no doubt. Um, but just to go back to my initial point, this is all changing. I know June 23rd, but I mean, the SEC wasn't allowing any conversations. Now they're doing this. These coaches are going to be pushing. If we can do this and we can do it safely they're going to be pushing very hard to make exceptions for sports. Um, Safety is number one, but if there's any window at all, uh, they will get back out on that field. Yeah. And you got to think that they'll try to, I mean, I could see, you know, maybe even breaking it down to, you know, only these players are allowed to come to campus. Only the quarterbacks are allowed to come to campus and yeah, that's practice or do. something. Yeah. That way you could keep it in very small groups. Yeah. You could test the players after. Uh, this all sounds weird, but I mean, Auburn Elvis brought it up. He said that he said, "Don't you know the SEC and fans are going to do everything they can to have a season if it means bringing a doctor's letter saying you were clear yeah. um, to get into the stadium." So um, it's going to be an interesting few months coming up. Yeah, and I had recently saw a tweet, and it made me think that that would be super weird. But the the tweet was. You know what? Imagine if we were allowed to come into football stadiums, but you had to keep the six feet distance away from everybody. <laughs> like, just imagine that you'd have like six seats between you and the next person. Have, have you ever been to Neyland Stadium? They don't even give you a full seat. <laughs> they fit a hundred thousand. There would yeah. be, that would not be happening in Knoxville. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I think. Um, you know, I don't think we're really going to get to that point where they have, if you have to bring a doctor's note, they're not going to be nah, having it. But I, I could it. see them yeah. doing that for players. I could see them having all the players tested and no stands, no no crowd. Yeah. Um, I could see that actually happening. Yeah. And I mean, that's the first step is what we saw with the NCAA tournament was, hey, we're not going to have any fans, you know, still going to go on. And then, of course, you know, what happened? They completely shut it all down. But maybe you know, we're still talking, you know, through four months, really right at four months until like football, actually, you know, the first game of football gets started. Look, I I am no scientist. I'm no doctor, but, um, you know, when you look at China and some of the other countries and you just got to trust their info, 
you know, it was about a two-month span before they were able to truly get it under control. So if that tracks in America, you would hope that we would have time to, um, you know, get on with the sports and not to make light of it. Life is more important, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about let's get back to normalcy, you know, we would still have time, I think, to have a football season if we trend that same time pattern. Yeah. And if we did get to that point where, you know, we're, we kind of get things under control, uh, you still probably got to give another month or so for things Absolutely. to really tail off and for people to be like, all right, I'm, I, I feel comfortable first off going out because some people are honestly still kind of freaked out about even going to a grocery store and rightfully so. Um, but imagine putting them in a stadium that I don't, I don't know if, if you said, AJ, there's a football game right now and it's Auburn versus Alabama. I don't know if I would go. I, I probably wouldn't just because of the fear of, you know, who's this person been around? Have they been around the coronavirus? I don't know. Well, and real quick, each year has been going down and, you know, people showing up to games. This is just going to be, this is huh. going to be detrimental. Um, Brutal. I, I, yeah. I mean, even if they allow fans in, I don't think there's going to be people that don't go. And yeah. there were already people not going because you can sit at your house mm-hmm. um, and, and you can get it while you're doing it. Um, yeah. And get an awesome fan perspective yeah. and, you know, mute whoever you want or <laughs> listen to the radio if you want. I mean, yeah, they, you have so many ways of viewing the game now at home that you didn't have before. Well, you can never replicate that adrenaline rush when there's a Absolutely. crazy play oh, or they yeah, come out yeah. of the tunnel. But when I'm at a game and there's a questionable call, I'm literally having to text my buddies who are at home. Hey, was his foot down? Yep. You know, is that guy, is he still injured? You don't know any of that at the game. So yeah, um, there's still a lot you miss out on. And, and anyways, just to sum it all up, they're already struggling financially getting yep. people there. This is just going to, the economic outfall is going to be bad. Yeah. And I mean, not just college football, but I'm sure NFL is going to take a yeah. big hit. Even if, you know, we're talking about and at the end of August or whenever, you know, we really start getting football going again in September, that would be, you know, college football and NFL are both going to have big hits because people aren't going to come to the stadiums nearly as often until, you know, it's, you know, for sure, you know, there's zero accounts in your state or anything like that. I feel like people are not going to get out. Um, no, they're going to have you know, even if everything is okay and they could say there is zero COVID-19 cases in America, people are going to have similar to a PTSD, not to make light of that, but yeah, they're going to be like, I- I'm not going out. Like, is there another virus out there we don't know about yet? So um, there's going to be a year long overall economic ramification of this that we don't know about. We're in uncharted territory, so we'll find out. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've already kind of touched on it, but Let's kind of dive into the topic of, you know, this football season, the college football season and the NFL season uh, getting affected by this. Um, I mean, there's there's talks even from somebody as big as Kirk Herbstreet who's saying that he'd be really shocked to see if college football in the NFL season just doesn't happen in the fall. Um, and what do the, you think about that? See, here's my thing. I'm a I'm an optimist at heart. And I, I want to believe that we can figure this thing out in the next three months. Uh, you start to see the decline of people getting infected. But at the same time, I, I see the fear that people have because of 
just going out in public. And I'm sure some of the parents of the football players are going to say, yeah, my son's not playing. Um, he, if it means he's, you know, going head to head with somebody who potentially has coronavirus, I could see that happening. Um, and that would really put a bad look on college football. If, you know, we, we end up having games and, you know, come to find out a third of a football team gets sick from the coronavirus because, you know, just spread. Um, I agree. If you had to bet your retirement on it right now, what which way would you lean? I hate to say it, but I don't think we would have one. I don't really? think at least in the fall. I mean, I I, I think we might have one uh, like start in December, January, something like that, maybe. You think it'll be a real season or shortened? I mean, I've seen talks, and, and I'm sure you've seen them, of like a seven or eight game season or something like that. But, I mean, that would just feel weird first off. Yeah, it would. Um, because who would you play? Who who would you determine to play? Do you just cut off all non-conference? I know who I wouldn't play. I would take Georgia, LSU, and Alabama off my schedule today. <laughs> That's right. Let's go ahead and play it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to give that. those guys credit, but if you're letting me choose, I'm taking those three off. Yeah, they're, they're tough opponents. Uh, yeah, but like, where would you sit on it? Like, if you had to put your your name next to this is what I predict today is going to happen you know, in August or September when the football season gets started back up. I don't know, man. I, um, it surprised me. Kirk said that. I mean, he's, you know, I still hold a grudge against Kirk because I think he kind of kept us out of the 2004 championship with his, mm. with the spins he was putting on ESPN. But he, he, I, I, he is a very knowledgeable guy. I've come around on him. So to have somebody that big of a name say that, uh, you know, it was surprising. Um, I just think there's too much money involved. And I know March Madness there is too, but that one was so quick. They didn't have time to think about it. Yeah. I, I, right now, if I had to say it, while I am very scared, I would be surprised if we didn't have a season. I mean, I could see it. I mean, I'd, I'd hope for it just for the fans' sake. Um, there, there's just, I mean, I, I watch bowling. I watch rugby or whatever, you know, they're randomly throwing up on the TV screen now yeah. on ESPN. And I'm, thinking this is so weird i mean i i kind of enjoy just competition but it's previously recorded it's not anything like a live event like you don't know what's going to happen i could go google who's going to win this bowling match i mean i don't really care but you know (laughs) i could find out who won that bowling match and you know that's that's the fun nature of a live competition is you just don't know and and i mean that that makes me think of how great of an iron bowl last year's was because you didn't know it was the big question mark of each team was throwing their punches and it, it looked like a team that could just put up a ton of points. And I was thinking, (laughs) where has this team been a long time this this whole year? And, you know, we're holding Alabama decently. um, And it's just crazy. Those kinds of games that I don't know, there's, there's a real fun nature about something actually happening right then. Um, Even if you're sitting at home that you're not getting right now. And I feel like that's something that for the fans sake does come back. I was, uh, my wife did a bowl challenge. I don't know, 15 years ago. So she was keeping up with them and she kept at, she used to ask, why do you care about sports? And it was the year Bowling Green played Oklahoma, not Bowling Green, Boise state. They had just become, gotten into the first big time bowl game. And they won on the Statue of Liberty play around the back. 
And like, we just went crazy in my house and my wife finally got what sports was about. Like you were talking about it. You don't know the outcome. And it was punch for punch, blow for blow, crazy endings, the emotions you go through. And yeah, we're not getting that right now. Um, And I agree with you. You're not going to get that from bowling. You know, used to, uh, to make a joke about dodgeball, you know, it had to be on ESPN, the Ocho. Um, That stuff's (laughs) now on the main ESPN these days. So Yeah. Even I was watching, uh, what was it? Tram driving was on the Ocho (laughs) and I got drawn in. I know it sounds silly, but it was pretty impressive what they were able to do. (laughs) A lot of people are going to become famous out of this that nobody would have known who they were. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a guy, um, it was juggling dodgeball to combine both of those. Anyway, wow. side topic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They they were reaching far for the Ocho. I'll give you some stuff to watch, AJ. I'll I'll, I'll save you. <laughs> check Thanks. out Netflix. Check out check out Tiger King. Apparently, I haven't watched that, but I haven't either. But you know, we already have our Tiger King. It's called. Hey, Ollie. clever! Hey, I like that. Yeah, I teed hey, that yeah. up. You hit it three hundred yards down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> well done, sir. Appreciate it. Uh. All right, let's talk about some other stuff kind of not related to coronavirus, but of course just because of the nature of everything, it feels like everything's affected by the coronavirus. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest, every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on, who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn. Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. A couple things, uh, Auburn and the NFL. So let's talk about a couple of players. Um, I know there's others, but a couple that people um, have been talking about. Peyton Barber, um, you know, long time running back, uh, kind of made his name known at Auburn, and uh, he went on uh, to play at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, for the last four years, and uh, ended up. Uh, now he's got picked up by the Washington Redskins. So now he's going to be playing for the Redskins. Um, he got paid three million dollars. To come to the Redskins. I can handle that. Yeah, right? (laughs) You know, Peyton Barber, I don't know stats, but he's probably one of the more underappreciated running backs at Auburn. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, he never gets talked about. I mean, you may go 10 people deep on a list and he's not brought up, but he had some really good success there, and he's really kind of laid under the radar and stayed in the NFL longer than, you know, a lot of Auburn running backs do. Yeah, I mean, I would have figured he would have been in the NFL for you know two, three years or something. Yeah, me too. I mean, I and, would easily see him not in there now. And look at him go. I think he's on his fifth year. Will be on his fifth year. So you're looking at a guy who, you know, just put in the hard work, and uh, that's what he did at Auburn. I mean, he wasn't the Trey Mason or um, the Cadillac Williams or any of the big names that you think of at Auburn, but he he's he was a workhorse and a good player um, at yeah. Auburn. Kind of proved himself. And uh, 
NFL teams are uh, seeing the same thing out of them uh, and are now, you know, paying them money still. Yeah. Uh, five I mean, years three, in. Three million. That's not bad. I'm sure some of it is incentive based, but still the, the option to get three million is, is pretty good. Very true. Uh, the other one, probably everyone's heard about this one is uh, Cam Newton got released by the Panthers and uh, he ended up playing there for nine years or nine seasons. And uh, now I thought this was an odd one. I mean, this is questionable, but they put their money in Teddy Bridgewater. So I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah, the Panthers. only thing you put down here, he played for them. I would say he carried them for nine seasons. But <laughs> other than that, that's the only typo I see. Yep, yep, that's probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put a stat up. They were talking about the year they made the Super Bowl or he won the MVP, which may have been the same year. How def- everybody said defense, you know, was the reason, and they had a great defense. But that year, they led the league in scoring. Mm, and I believe he it. Did, and he did that with a no offense, AJ. He did that with a bunch of AJ's and Jared's at receiver. <laughs> I mean, it's yep. uh, it's pretty impressive what he was able to do. Yeah, he he definitely just. I mean, he's a six foot six dude, and yeah. there there were times where I I looked at him and I'm thinking. Man, that was flashes of Cam Newton back at Auburn, um, helping Auburn win a national championship. Uh, just because that's what he had to do at Carolina. Um, I mean, if he was on any other team, I feel like he wouldn't have had to carry the team that much. Uh, no, and if health wasn't, you know, if you could go in and turn health injuries off, like on NCAA, <laughs> true, um, he could have done so much more. Because I mean, they only they basically use the the decoy of him being able to do certain things but never really do half of them yeah i mean when you go watch the films at auburn i just read somebody tweeted the play at south carolina where he juked people out of their shoes and dove mm-hmm. to the 10 yard line i mean he could have done that in the nfl but they were paying him way too much money to let him do that so yeah he's just he's he's a freak man yeah I heard San Diego is um, somebody was telling me that Ooh. the analysts are now starting to think that might be the the lead spot. So I could see him in a different shade of baby blue. Interesting. I mean, yeah. he he already has a lot of blue, I'm sure, yeah. in his wardrobe. So I mean, he wears weird things already. So, Speaking of know, his whatever. wardrobe, he might fit better out in California. I mean, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He probably will, honestly. Yeah. Just I, thinking South Carolina. North Carolina area, eh, like it's just kind of conservative kind of area. Yeah. Uh, you're going out to California. Ooh, that'll be that'll be fun for him. I mean, you think yeah. you see a crazy Cam Newton outfit? <laughs> oh goodness, he's going to get inspired by those hipsters yeah. out there. Not yeah, I don't know how close. Well, yeah, I know. I don't know how close San Diego is to LA. I don't travel much, but yeah, if he starts hanging out in LA, any the sky's the limit on his wardrobe. So yeah, for sure. Um, something else NFL related. So. We've got a lot of players. Uh, we talked about our last podcast, the pro day for Auburn. But, I mean, this this is the NFL coming up. NFL draft is coming up in uh, less than a month now on April 23rd. And, I mean, that that's something that the NFL, it sounds like as of now, are still holding on hope that they're still going to have it. Um, they're pretty much saying we're going to have this. Um but just do it more of a virtual kind of session kind of thing where instead of, you know, doing the whole show thing where you have thousands of fans and, you know, presenting, all right, Hey, you're the player. Here's your Jersey. You know, that kind of stuff. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, so I'm curious to see how that goes. I was kind of sad. I don't know if you had heard this, but they, they were going to do it in Las Vegas and have like a floating stage yeah. um, on the water. And now they can't do that, so kind of sad. I hope they get to do that 
at a future NFL draft. But um, do you think this will still happen? And if so, do you think that that'll hurt or kind of, I don't know, will that be okay to do that? I think that they will still have a draft. Um, I don't know if it'll be on those exact days, but I definitely think they will have one. It will probably be virtual, um, which is, you know, it's like, you know, people, high schoolers that are miss, missing prom and college graduations and high school graduations. I mean, this is something that these kids have worked for their entire life. And I know it's just one night, but to walk up there and put the hat on and everything, like that's a big moment and they're going to miss out on that. Um, yeah. It's probably going to be done on Zoom um, <laughs> <laughs> or Skype. No, probably yeah. Skype because I think Microsoft, you know, supports the NFL and I think they own Skype. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going to be done, but done that way. And it's going to ESPN will probably make a ton more money because it's that's who's going to be really showing this. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a whole different type of draft. But I do think it goes on. Yeah. I mean, I think it will, too. Um, I mean, it, and it's. I think the NFL, it'll be something positive, you know, something, oh, hey, this person got drafted, you know, Derek Brown got drafted number five. Oh, awesome. Then we, you know, have something fun to talk about other than the coronavirus or yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think if we can, you know, Derek Brown is going to be a huge one to talk about. I think what will be really neat is if somehow Noah mm-hmm. um, or Marlon sneak into the first round, looking more like Noah May than, than Marlon, but... Um, if one of those sneaks into the first round, that'll be like, let's jump on the podcast next day. Uh, no sure. worry, because you know, that's not a guarantee. Derek Brown's pretty much a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the only thing that it kind of puts a little question mark on my mind is how are the teams, because I know this is usually a critical time in, in between the NFL combine and the actual draft of players getting evaluated by different teams. They can't do that anymore because of the social distancing that's going on in, in the United States. So how, how do you think they're going to do that? I guess just Skype with them. Hey, go run this, go do this time. Let's time you. Like, I, I don't know. Like that's, that's the hard part. Do you, are you even able to do physicals to see, is this person a healthy player? The physicals are going to be the big one. I, I think this is this is the time for the students who have a 4.0 GPA but bomb the SATs because they don't test well. <laughs> this is where they're going to shine because what they're going to have to do is go back and really relook at four years of game film. Yeah, and that's going to be their their grade, and it's not going to be hey, you know, how well did you do this on this day? Um, so I think that it's going to be different analytics that are being used. But the physical, like you just mentioned, and how healthy you are, I don't know what they're going to do about that. They probably they may build a contingency into the into the contract, mm, saying maybe um, which they probably have already had that, but it might be more might be more bold <laughs> where they yeah. make sure they read it. Hey, this is pending you being able to do this, this, and that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can see them adding maybe some extra stipulations in there that you pass your physical, that you do this. Um, so yeah, I can see that getting added in there. Um, I don't know how how much overall it could affect, but maybe some individual players could potentially, like you said, it could be those players that on the field perform extremely well, but may not at the NFL Combine or, you know, when the scouts come around, you may not be as able to shine as much. Maybe you're, yeah. So I don't know. That could be real interesting. Um, let's, I wanted to throw in here at the very end a couple like 
kind of good stories coming around because you know it's not just all oh no we're never having football because i think <laughs> football will be back it will be back people um but let's throw in here a couple of good feel good kind of stories um so you may have seen this around but uh at least on twitter i saw that the auburn equipment staff uh they've made over a hundred surgical masks uh and they it looked like they did this even sometimes on the weekends just to you know get the masks out there for the uh, medical staffs that uh, need it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really awesome. That's kind of like a good feeling kind of thing. They've got the expertise of uh, knowing how to make uniforms or fix uniforms or you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, so I don't know. That's always, I felt like that was a good way of them using their talents. That is a good, I just saw on Twitter, somebody was actually delivering them to what's, what's the one in Opal, like a East Alabama medical center or something. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. They were delivering there and they're going to take some to UAB and, uh, this is Auburn obviously, but I mean, I've even seen where New Balance has shut down making shoes and they're now making masks and, um, you know, uh, 3M and those companies are pitching in. Baseball did it with their jerseys. Um, yeah. But Auburn pitching in like that is is pretty cool um, and on a local level because federal is being pulled every different direction. So um, pretty pretty uh, cool that somebody on the local level did it, and it was probably very needed. Yeah, yeah. From what I've heard, it's very much needed. Um, another uh, good thing to hear, and this I felt like I, I – I heard about Charles Barkley getting tested for the coronavirus, and then I had to do a little digging yeah, to find it went, out. It went like he, blank for like two weeks. Did he yeah. have it or not have it? And then all of a sudden I see, oh, he tested negative. And I was like, okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm glad. I was fearing the worst because when it goes blank like that, I was thinking, uh, this is not good. One other, like, I don't know, kind of good story out there. Um, and, and I'm sure that there's still going to be plenty of time for them to actually finalize details on this, but the Auburn football performance center, I feel like we haven't talked about it a lot. And, uh, I know that we had, uh, there's some talks and chatter about, you know, some more details may come out and we may finally find out the location or whatever. <laughs> it's um, going to be in Auburn. It's going to be in Auburn. <laughs> it's going to be like somewhere close, if not on campus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where, um, and, and you know, everybody's pretty much surmising it's going to be where the old track uh, on campus is, uh, which is at the corner of Biggio and uh, Sanford Avenue. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's the only open, easy. All right. You could almost just build something there tomorrow. Um, if you got the guys out there to start building, um, you wouldn't have to knock down any buildings. Right. Just go for it. Um, so I'm curious where that's going to be and what they're going to end up doing. Because from what I understand, the designing, it will take at least a year or somewhere around a year. And then the construction will be another year after that. So you're looking at, you know, a two year long project once it officially gets started. Uh, so any ideas of what they'll have for the performance center or how this will help out? I mean, it'll obviously help out recruiting, but help out the athletes in general. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I'm in the dark on this. Not in the dark that we're doing it. I mean, I know Gus donated money and everything. I don't know what it does. I know that, um, you know, I don't know if Tuberville said we need something like this when he was here and it, it just kept getting delayed and they said that it will be, in you know, instrumental in helping with recruiting. I don't know if it's just because it's a fresh new building or what we can actually offer. You know, LSU came out with those lounge reclining chair things that, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
made it huge on Twitter. I don't know if that was in their locker room or a building like this. I, so I'm, I really don't know. Um, but everybody that does know says we need this and have needed this. So I'm going to trust them. And I would say that we need to get started on that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's about once right. The, once, the, once we safely can. But I mean, you know, yeah. we, we should have already been working. Yeah. And I'm glad that uh, we finally got the AOK that we can go. And, you know, the first step with these kinds of things, get the money. And apparently the money uh, doing a big push um, will probably be happening in the next, I think, month or so. Or at least it was planned that as of last week. And, you know, with the coronavirus, who knows if that'll still be happening um, at that timeline. But it's a pretty, from what I understand, a good way to not only for recruits, we've got our own facility devoted to football because it's a big money uh, there's a lot of money that goes into football. Um, but I mean, from a player perspective, this is my home. This is where I go to practice, to warm up, to work out, to get, uh, medical help. If I, you know, you know, got a sore muscle or something that, that would be really cool, um, for them to have that own, their own facility where they can go. Um, and I mean, just for, the coaches too i mean it's going to make it's kind of like a new facility like a new gym or something it makes it that much easier people want to go to the new thing oh yeah and, i mean I, there's people that have said that if we didn't have our new basketball arena we probably don't get bruce pearl so yeah, i mean uh, yeah i mean and, and you could argue that and we'll never know um but i mean it's absolutely going to be it's going to be a cool thing it's going to be high tech latest and greatest whatever um and like I said, everybody says we need it. So I'm all on board for it. Um, you mentioned something, though, about this is our own place. I got a question for you that um, we kind of talked about previously. But let's say we do get back. Let's say we have a season. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll handle differently now how we group? You know, I, I'm assuming that twos and two, like you roomed with so-and-so, you roomed with so-and-so. Do you think that'll be different? Will we still room with people? And if so, will we only – we put like only max of four together. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, will they change uh, how we do that to keep spread down? Or, um, I know I just went a different direction, but you reminded me when you said this is my, my home place. I wonder yeah. if that'll affect how we handle stuff going forward in general. Maybe. I mean, it, it's like, I was thinking back to Jarrett Stidham and Chandler Cox were roommates and just them and their interactions on the offense. I'm sure benefited from them being roommates and yeah. probably talking football 24 seven. But if this becomes the, the, the fear, it's kind of like reminds me of the tornadoes that have gone through, you know, Tuscaloosa and Auburn and the fear that happens because of those kinds of events. This is one of those events where this strikes fear into people and people won't forget this for 10, 15 years. Uh, if not even longer, and you're talking about, you know, players rooming with each other and maybe spreading the sickness that much quicker. I don't know. Maybe. Well, and I'm even thinking on a bigger scale. I just thought about this, and I know we can move on, but I mean, you know, we all take one chartered plane. It's a lot of money to have a chartered plane, but I'm thinking, do you take two? Like, do you expose your entire team possible? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's a lot. It's just everything's going to be different. I didn't mean to go that direction, but when you mentioned, I pictured us being fully away from the rest of the campus and our own football facility and it yeah. just reminded me is this going to change how we do and we're not doing it for corona but is this going to change how we separate people going forward maybe maybe i mean that may be part of the consideration 
uh, going forward. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is one of those. Up Nobody there. knows, AJ. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. When is this thing gonna end? Uh, well, yeah, that's yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Very true. Very true. Um, Jared, before we get out of here, do you want to give me your social media so I can stay in contact with you? Yeah, it's uh, again just you can follow me. It's nothing fancy. Just Jared Davis at Facebook or Jared Davis on Instagram. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?